Brenda Matthews is an author, a filmmaker and a proud Wiradjuri woman. And she's part of the Stolen Generation. But her story is unlike anything we've heard before. She was taken not once, but twice from families who loved and cared for her deeply. In 1973, as a two-year-old, authorities removed her and her six siblings from her biological parents and placed her in the care of Connie and Mac Ocker, a white family with whom she formed an unbreakable bond. Then, just a few short years later, Brenda was taken again and returned to her biological family at great heartache to both Brenda and the Ockers. Brenda has now set about telling her story and her search for truth and identity. I've never shared this story before and I don't think anyone's heard it like this before. I've had to go back so I can move forward. Brenda Matthews, welcome to RN Drive. Thank you for having me. Brenda, your story starts at the age of two when you were stolen from your family. You were one of seven children taken from your parents and you weren't returned until the age of seven. What memories do you have of that time? Um, I can remember my white father taking me across the road and, um, you know, taking me back home. Not Me not knowing, understanding that at the time, but yeah, that's one memory I have and, um, you know, just the the memories of my little white sister and, you know, just plucking chickens with my white father out the back and also the mixer blades, you know, which my mother gave me and Rebecca when she'd make whip up some cream and that, you know, settling back into my life at home, you know. But, I, yeah, it was a traumatic time for me at the time, but I didn't realise that at the time, you know. I thought they were coming back to get me and take me back home, my white family, but mm. realising they didn't, you know, it was just, yeah, I suppressed the trauma. Mm-hmm. It seems that you had very fond, loving memories of your time with your white family and particularly that bond with your sister. Yeah, yeah, you know, because um, at the time I thought they were my real mum and dad, you know, and that that was my sister and my brothers, you know, and... That was all I felt from them was love and acceptance. You know, I didn't see colour mm. until my white mother brought my baby brother home from the hospital, you know, then realising his skin wasn't the same colour as mine. Um, yeah, to be only then told that they're not my real family. So mm. Very confusing for a young child, I- I'm sure, as just as confounding it is for an adult. Uh, both your families, uh, Brenda, were told very different stories about why you had been removed. What did you find out about the reasons they were given? Well, on mum's um, behalf, it was just like, um, you know, that she couldn't look after her, all of her children, so they took her children away. And they, her and dad were seen as unfit um, parents. And on my white, on my white side, they were told that dad was an alcoholic and that um, mum was a single mother and they couldn't look after their children. So two different stories on different sides, you know. Mm. A- and these were completely untrue stories. Yeah, yeah, completely untrue. You know, the house wasn't even our house. We were just visiting friends, you know, because Dad was following the work around at that time and, um, you know, supporting his family and took his family everywhere he went. Mm. But when he went to work, that was the time they scooped us up and took us away from our mother. Mm. 
So you spent um, five odd years with your white foster family and then again you were taken from them back to your biological family. What memories do you have of that and how you began to fit back in with them? Yeah, I think, you know, suppressing the trauma, I, I, I had no other choice but to fit in the best I could, you know, not again, not understanding story and realising the enormity of all that that just had taken place. Um, I I felt like I, I was intruding in on my um, Indigenous family, you know. I thought they were already a family. I didn't know they were all taken too. Mm. So, you know, to, to try to fit into a, a family, what I thought was a perfect family that I struggled a bit, you know, mm. and trying to find that connection and belonging in, in that family too. Your siblings were all taken and placed elsewhere and returned as well. Did you share stories with them about what happened to them during those missed years where you were all apart? No, we d- we never talked about it. It was too hurtful for all of us and especially mum and dad. You know, um, I think when mum told us that, we were taken away from her when we were about 15 or 16. I think that allowed us to start remembering our, our stories that we all went through, you know, and some some of the family still can't talk about it today because it is, it's, it's too hurtful to talk mm. about, you know, the pain and the suffering that, you know, any any mother and father would feel or any child would feel, you know, it's a human story that, you know, you, you get taken away from your parents or disconnected from them, you know, it's it's a very hard, traumatic space for anyone. Mm. And that's seen very clearly in the film where you take your Indigenous mum back to Gilgandra where you were stolen from your family. That was almost 50 years ago since you and your siblings were taken. I imagine there's immeasurable hurt there that you just alluded to with your siblings, but also for your mum and dad. Yeah, well, um, you know, she or neither us had been to that house um, where we were taken from since the day we were taken, you know, and I just wanted her to go back and just to see that it wasn't, you know, the hurt was inside of her, you know, that that she was carrying that hurt wherever she went, you know, it, it might have happened in that place, but the hurt and the pain was inside of her. But, um, yeah, as soon as she stepped out of the car and stepped foot onto the lawn, she just broke down because, you know, it just took her back to that place and that hurt again and that pain of her children being taken away from her. Mm. You did at some point, Brenda, make the decision to look for your white family. Why did you make that decision and how did that all play out? Well, for a long time I've I've always felt like I've been carrying something, you know, and... um, I believe it was the story, you know, and the story of my white family that not knowing at the time, my, my, my white mother told me to come back and find them one day, you know, and I said, I will, I will, <laughs> you know, mm. um, being having that longing inside of me to want to go back to find them. I, I think it was that, that when she told me to go back and find them, that longing that was placed in me was searching for that all the time, you know, mm. to be able to go back and find my white family and thank them for looking after me while I wasn't with my mother and father. Mm. How did you explain that to your mum, you wanting to reconnect with this family who cared for you for those years? Um, How did you explain it uh, to, I guess, make it as sensitive and and, and for her as possible? 
Yeah, well, at first I was very um, scared to tell her because, you know, who who wants to go to your mother and say, you know, I found another mother um, that's looked after me, you know, and carrying all that hurt and pain, not knowing the truth in, in that, that they weren't bad people, but it was just the system that, you know, wronged us mm. on both sides. But um, I had to tread carefully, you know, because I had to be respectful of her and mindful of her that she, she was still hurting, you know, her story was telling her that there was hurt and pain there, mm. but my story was telling me that there was love there. So just going back, being able to um, connect with them and, and finding evidence, you know, that they did love me because they gave me a photo album, you know, mm. with pictures of all the family and me and Rebecca and all that. And just to be able to show that to mum as tangible evidence to say, they did look after me. They loved me as their own, you know, mm. and I think she, as soon as she saw them photos, she broke down crying. She said, I've never seen you at this age before, Brenda, because you were taken away from me, you oh. know. Mm. So, um, yeah, just to be mindful of her and considerate of her feelings too. Yeah. yeah. And just softly, you know, say, can I can I go back and find them now? Mm. And I, her having the strength to just say, yes, you can do that mm. out of love. That's mm. amazing. Mm. Well, she's clearly a strong woman because she fought long and hard to get all her children back. What was that moment like when you reconnected with your white family? Oh, that was awesome. I mean, you know, um, standing there, Mac and Connie standing there at the driveway just waving to us, you know. Mm. Um, I didn't recognise the faces, you know, but I could feel the love that was there you know, and the acceptance and they just embraced and, and, you know, they said, you still look the same, Bren, you know, you haven't changed, mm. you know, I can see your smile and all that. Just, it was so awesome just to reconnect with them again. Um, I had to navigate my way through that, um, yeah, space, but, um, yeah, it's, it's been an awesome journey and they're, they're awesome people. But I know that you took your mum to meet your white family. Can you tell me what that moment was like and did that give them both the chance to share their stories with each other? Oh, that was wonderful. You know, to me that was like helping them to reconcile with each other and tell their story from what, what was in their heart and how their story went and, you know, not the other story that was told that, you know, they were bad parents and that. Or, you know, this white family took her children away, you know. It was good to get them in the room and to be able to talk to each other civilly and and kindly and gently and humbly that, you know, well, this has happened. Um, we can move on now because, you know, that we've we've reconciled with each other, you know, and I know the truth about you and you know the truth about me. Mm. So it was good to be able for them to tell each other the truth mm. that was in their heart. For a long time, Brenda... I imagine it was hard to know who you really were with all these missing pieces. What did your sense of self and identity look like, you know, years, 40 years ago, say, to what it looks like now? Well, I didn't know my identity um, ages ago because, like, I was walking around in the hurt and the pain that I carried to towards my white father, you know, for taking me back home and not understanding the enormity of that. Because um, I had, for a long time, I thought he had chosen Rebecca over me, you know, and I thought that um, they had abandoned me and rejected me. Mm. Um, and nobody explained anything because, again, it was too hurtful to talk about. So just trying to navigate your, you know, your way through the story and, and try to understand it has, yeah, just been a, a journey of um, discovering and learning about yourself and the, 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 the pain and the hurt that you have been carrying. 
So to be able to carry that and turn that around and, you know, find answers on both sides of my family and learning my culture, but also, you know, um, finding that identity of belonging and healing Mm. through all of that. Filmmaker and author Brenda Matthews is discussing her film The Last Daughter here on RN Drive. Brenda, this is an immensely vulnerable story for you to share with, you know, Australia and the rest of the world. What was it like telling your story for the first time and what has it been like reliving some of those moments, you know, now in front of the camera? It was a bit scary at first when I shared it because, you know, again, it was bringing up the hurt and the pain and just reliving that over and over again, you know, and I think just the anger and the frustration and that that I carried, not realising that at the time, you know, but I think that was bringing up all the emotions of um, what I was carrying and me not knowing that at the time. Yeah, being able to share it over and over and but also share it in film form and, you know, relive the recreation scenes, relive the story through the recreation scenes and just watched what um, happened to the children but mm. also to the parents mm. on both sides, you know, mm. um, helped me to understand story but helped me to find healing, you know, mm. and also writing that in a book and, you know, it's also speaking form. So it's like I'm sharing story in different platforms mm. um, but it's it's helping me to heal. It's helping me to discover who I really am and where I belong. You know, for so long I, I didn't know who I was but... I, I didn't even know where home was. So I I had to ask myself, where is home when it doesn't look like home, you yeah. know? And I think sometimes we all have to ask ourselves that question because, you know, sometimes home doesn't feel like home mm. to us. Where do you feel like you belong now? Well, I've got a lot of places to belong. I realise that. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, I've got I've, my, my culture and my Aboriginality, you know, and spirituality, but also, you know, I've, I'm... We have different practices now with um, my white family's um, mob coming over this way and, you know, building their houses and that. So, you know, their daily practices and uh, I've found a space that I can navigate in two worlds but also, you know, keep learning my culture and who I truly am. Mm. It's been, yeah, most wonderful journey. Mm. You've been speaking a lot, Brenda, of the love that you have for both of your families and the love that they in turn have for you. How important was it for you to tell this story, your story, from a place of love and forgiveness? Um, I think because I had to be true to myself. Um, You know, my white father always tells me, Brenda, be yourself um, because everybody else is taken, you know. So to be able to carry um, love and forgiveness, which my mother and father taught me from both sides, um, and carry that through the story. Um, but everywhere I go with who, whoever I come in contact with or talk to, you know, being able to share that love and forgiveness with um, others is a big thing because I think, you know, for so long our story has been told by other people, you know, but for me to just go back and tell my story out of love and forgiveness, that's huge. You know, that's healing. That's individual healing, hopefully for a collective healing that we can see that, that, you know, that hurt and the pain that we all carry. You know, there's there's so much hurt and pain in the world. Like, why do I need to add more hurt and pain to others? So hopefully it can be a reflection to on my children, grandchildren or whoever. Mm. You speak of healing there. I mean, your story speaks to a much wider audience. You just alluded to that. What do you think the lessons from your 
life story uh, that can be applied to the nation, how First Nations and non-Indigenous Australians can heal? Um, I think it's an interrogation of ourselves. Like, I think for so long, um, you know, we're so good at judging and interrogating other people, but I think it hurts so much to interrogate and and our own stories and our own selves. And um, I think it's just a matter of um, doing that, you know, going to a quiet place inside and realising and understanding that I'm the one who's carrying the hurt and the pain and I've been reflecting that onto others and, you know, maybe it's about time that I, I, I started listening to my own story from within, you know, and what am I carrying? Are, are we going to carry the hurt and the pain story of the past or are we going to carry a healing story now into the future that we can all contribute to in this relationship now that, you know, in this place we all call home now. Mm, mm, mm. So what does family mean to you today, Bron- Brenda? How has your history, your story, influenced the way that you raise your own family and interact with them? Oh, I think family's so important, you know, and I, I don't think it matters if it's black or white, you know. If we can learn to love each other as brothers and sisters, then we can all get along, you know, because um, sometimes, yeah, the, the household is only, um, you know, constricted to mum, dad and two kids or, you know, four kids. But, you know, if we can take a wider sense and, and, and have brothers and sisters, you know, from all nationalities or colours or whatever, imagine that big family that is carrying that healing story around. We have brothers and sisters everywhere mm. smiling and sharing joy and laughter and forgiveness and love, you know, with each other. Mm. And that's what it all comes down to, the love. So uh, hopefully I can share that with my children and grandchildren, you know, mm. and family. Well, Brenda, your story has been so warmly received. It's won the Best Australian Film Award at the 2023 Gold Coast Film Festival and the Audience Choice Award at the 2022 Adelaide Film Festival. How does that feel? Oh, it feels amazing, you know. Um, I say that humbly, um, you know, because um, I never imagined, you know, a little Indigenous girl from Kalagumbo and, you know, Gilgandra, Mm. Newcastle would even have a film or a story written or told about her, you know. And, um, yeah, it's uh, I'm so humbled and I'm so grateful to, for everybody who helped get the film and the book to where it is right now, you know, and I'm, I'm so grateful to my husband, Mark, for supporting me all the way, you know. He's um, been there all the time for me to take me here and there and, you know, get me there on time and everything. So, yeah, I'm so humbly grateful to everybody just finally, Brenda, what do you hope audiences take away from your story? That they can walk with um, me, that they can walk with me and share this healing story with others, but also hopefully they'll find healing through through their own story and walk this journey with me. I can't walk it alone. I need help to walk and um, reflect this healing story. So hopefully people want to come on a journey with me and, you know, they can follow me at Arnie Brenda Matthews if they want to continue the journey with me and share more and hear more about stuff. Mm. Well, The Last Daughter is now showing in cinemas around the country. You can find details about where to watch Brenda's story via thelastdaughter.com.au. Brenda Matthews has been my guest. Thank you so much, Brenda. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. 
And if this conversation has brought up any difficult feelings for you, there is support available. You can call 13 Yarn, that's 13 9276, or visit the Healing Foundation's website at healingfoundation.org.au. For more great conversations, search for The Drawing Room on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts.